besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. I think it's, uh, it is a, it's hard not to be sad. And uh, I'm sad, sure the listeners Sad is who... the right word. Sad is the right word, I think. Yeah, and I think any any uh, fans of Manchester United listening in will probably feel the same. I mean, Ronaldo is as close to an icon as you can get, I'd say, of the football club. Mm. His first tenure, he won just about everything personally and uh, club-wise. And it's sad to see the end of Ronaldo end like this. What did you make of his quotes? Disgusting. But I think there's a lot more to it. Uh, I I think when I read between the lines, and I could be wrong, I I get the impression that the board, the higher-ups of the board, put pressure on not to sell him. I, I get a horrible feeling that they probably wanted a transfer fee to recoup some of the loss. And I think, as it turned out, what happened in the end is that other teams had done their business. And it wouldn't surprise me when we hear the full interview to hear United probably be looking for 20 million. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you've got to look at Ronaldo. We've got to judge him in the Fergie era. No one's bigger than the club. And... Um, the way he's spoken about legends like Rooney, Ragnick, Eric Ten Hag, there's rumours, there's quotes about Oli in the full interview as well. Once you're bigger than the club, you have to go, unfortunately, and I don't think there's no way now that we can keep him. Yeah, it would seem that way now, and I think it's... I mean, do you think it stems down to... And I know you're always very vehement in these opinions that it's not just... Uh, it's not just people in charge of the club, but it's it's the fans who have a duty to the club as well to to set the standard. Spot, spot on, and I think the feedback so far at ground level has been that everyone is on Eric Ten Hag's side. Yep. Um, the voices of pro Cristiano seem quieter than ever, mm-hmm. which is a surprise, I think, because genuinely he is a polarizing figure. But I think moving forward now, we've learned the error of our ways and Cristiano Ronaldo coming back to United is what's been the disaster since Ferguson left. It's the great white hope, the saviour complex, and ultimately United are going to be paying the price probably through the press for this one. Did you you get... I can't remember when it got announced last... Did you get sucked into it uh, over the hype when it got announced last season? I'm getting too old and cantankerous, Paolo. (laughs) 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 I'd love to say, I mean, I I think the thing is, is you've got to look at Ronaldo, who he is. He's when he came to United the second time, all the modern day forwards now track back. He reinvented the left wing position, the right wing position, Mm -hmm. all wingers play like that. He's probably redefined the poacher's role as a forward in the latter days of his career, but he was the opposite of what United needed at that point in time. And no, I I didn't fall for it. I've got to say, I wish I did, but this is what the Glaziers do. Big money, big marketing signing. They put that whole 
big white hope. And ultimately, you look at the other clubs and there's no shock. Man City, their spine has been there five, ten years. You can buy it in, but it takes time. And United keep going for the quick fix for the shirt sales, not for the long term. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because you'd have thought, and I think the the one thing that Manchester United did so well back in, not just throughout the 90s under Sir Alex Ferguson, throughout the early 2000s and throughout the you know, 2010 and beyond was that, that they were able to build a core of players just not, not out of signings, but from, from the academy and, and that English core that Manchester United had and, and all these great English teams, not just like, you know, United, but like Arsenal as well. And now it just seems to, it seems to have waned away and they've gone away from that. And I find it, I actually find it ironic that the the guy with the great white hope is your youngest player in Ganasho, who was, you know, he, he came on, last night against or earlier this morning against Fulham won you the game as, you know, as a, as a baby faced uh, forward. And, you know, it's just ironic that these blokes that United have put so much money into have not been able to deliver the success over the last five, six, seven, eight years. I think there's two point parts to that, that upset me as a fan. Mm. One that we've just seen the coming of age of a young upcoming talent which potentially for the next decade, we have someone there, even though we bought him very young. You know, he's going to come through that junior system. We've bought him from elsewhere, but we've trained him for the last two years. We've got a real good story there that, you know, the next generation is before our eyes and it's sad that this is going to take away. And I think the other sad thing is we're heralding beating Fulham 2-1. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, and there was a quote that I've heard from Ronaldo, which hit home and saying that nothing's changed from the Fergie years. Same ground, same training facilities, same technology. This is this is where we are now. We haven't adapted. We haven't evolved. And now beating Fulham 2-1 with a last minute from a wonder kid is heralded as a success. And hopefully when January comes and Ronaldo leaves, hopefully... The club, the board, do the right thing and put this great football club up for sale, so we can start to heal under Ten Hag stewardship with new owners. Yeah, I think that makes sense as well, and I think it also begs the question too about the standards set at the club. I mean, and are people, and and I don't know if this is just a a P one double five take about it, but is is Old Trafford is it actually? This is the stadium actually starting to? Are there parts of it that are starting to fall apart? Is that true? Or is that is that just banter? No, it is true. Wow. It is true. There's pictures all on the internet of sides gaffer tape to the walls. Um, I think which who survey did a survey for best away days, and you've got to bear in mind United have always been top five in that survey for away days. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind that's quite impressive in the nineties when we were battering sides. Uh, when you came to visit us. Um, but we've started to fall down there. The, the the facilities just aren't good enough. When Leicester have got a better training facility than you, well. you've got big problems. And you look at the the facilities that Arsenal have built, Chelsea have built. Mm. The first things these big moguls did in these, when they bought clubs, was invest in the training, invest in the academies. 
and it's not talked about enough with what City did, but you look at Man City, it's like a city in a, oh, in a city. It's incredible. It's absolutely inc- It's I think it's called the Etihad Campus, I think they've got on deck there, which is just, it, it is, it's not state of the art. It's, it's beyond that. It's incredible. Mate, you're looking at Elon Musk in Mars types technology that City have got. <laughs> and, and do you know what I mean? It wouldn't surprise me that United go to training and there's the free kick wall that Dennis Law used to practice <laughs> bobbing up and down. And, and, and that's what it is. And it's like people are going to now, the Glaziers have had the best thing. Like they've been kissed on the proverbial in between the legs by mm. Ronaldo today mm. because they're going to focus on Ronaldo now. They're going to scapegoat him and rightly so. The guy now has become bigger than the club. And I think Ronaldo, why he is so successful is it's always been about him. Yeah. And I think that's that's why he's so good. But the Glaciers have got the perfect out now because they can focus on Ronaldo and say, Ronaldo's odious, Ronaldo's the problem. But the truth be told, United fans need to look beyond that. And we have got an odious family running this football club into the ground. They've been doing it since Fergie's last tenure at this club they're only bothered about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers every United is self-sustaining it's the most marketable club in the world and this is a big problem now because United keep doing the same things bringing superstars in two or three years go by and they end up hating it and do you know what I mean it's it's the old adage if you keep having a girlfriend and she keeps leaving you is it the is it the wrong girl or is it you (laughs) and maybe We need to start looking at these glaziers. Maybe they're running this football club into disrepute. So anyone out there listening with a bit of pocket money, buy this football club. Because this is one of the greatest institutions in the United Kingdom, if not the world. Yeah, uh, it's mate, I think he's, you make perfect points. You make great points. So I, I think it's a case of that, obviously, Ronaldo, I mean, has he gone rogue? Clearly, he's gone rogue. He's gone outside of club channels and, and, and gone and done this interview with Piers Morgan. But I think to what you're saying, uh, Pommy, it's that he, he, there, is, there is plenty of validation to what he's saying. I mean, there probably isn't. For me, there's ways to do it. And what, what annoys me about Ronaldo, like, I'm actually heartbroken about this because I grew up with this guy. I remember him coming over in 2003 mm. and going with my pop at the time and seeing this young, sporty Lisbon kid with this wispy little bleach blonde hair, <laughs> um, tips and, you know, doing step overs a thousand <laughs> times for no reason and wondering who the hell this kid was and saw him become the best player in the world before my eyes. It's sad to see him do this, but he's got to be punished and United just get rid of it. But the question I've got is bigger than this. He wanted to leave in the summer, right? I understand Ten Hag wanted rid of him and it's obvious why Ten Hag wants to rid of him. You've only got to watch how he plays football that he's not the forward for Ten Hag. Correct. But my question is, is why has he stayed there? He's walked out on the club twice and then after doing that twice, he makes him captain. Like, what for Ten Hag's got to take responsibility for that as well. Why make him captain? Like, that's a big step from I've disciplined you, you've walked away against Tottenham. Oh, by the way, now you're captain. And he had that parting shot in the press saying he was my fifth choice. <laughs> Fucking go to your sixth if that's the case. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I think also, I mean, uh, you've got to look at it too now and say, well, what, what, I mean, what exactly go- it's going to be. And, and we've looked at what's happened with Arsenal 
the rebuild they've undertaken with Mick Allen. It's going to take at least another, I mean, a year and a half to two years to maybe start to bear the fruits on the pitch. But it's probably going to take five, six, seven, eight years for this to really, for it to really not go away, but but to to become a completely new club and and a Manchester United into the future. I think we've got. I, I think the warning signs are there for United as well. We're in a very precarious position. Newcastle now, their spending power hasn't been seen yet, but we know they've got it and they've got the team base already to have them third in the league. And the manager's a You've star as well, Tommy. Who, the manager is a star. Let's not yeah, forget that too. Spot on Liverpool up for sale. They'll be bought out by someone rich, so they won't stay seventh for very long. Spurs, they've got a very good manager. They'll spend money in the summer. United could really be looking at this and thinking that once Chelsea get their act together, they could be eighth. Do you know what I mean? They could be eighth best team in this country, regardless of what happens from here on in. You just look at the table and look at logic. United can fall down quickly. So they need to look at Arsenal, look at Newcastle, and go, if we're serious with Ten Hag, we need to back him in we need to have two or three windows of serious bringing in for the now and the future and stick to that model. And I honestly fear for United. I fear for United. The, the World Cup is a blessing in disguise because it's going to distract us for a month. But I'm looking at United here and seeing this Cristiano Ronaldo fallout, and I think this is the beginning of something very bad if United don't act quickly. And I mean that at board level. I could see United fading away into mediocrity very quick. Yeah, it would seem that way. Do you feel a little bit better getting that off your chest now? I know it's I know it's still fresh, but I'm sure I'm sure it's probably a little bit of a weight off your shoulders, maybe. Uh, I, I, I... Oh, I think we've just lost you there, Tommy. Try and we'll try and get you back. On the line, uh, I think it's just cut out. Sorry, mate. Uh, we'll, we'll take a break here anyway on the overnight crowd, and uh, and uh, we'll be back with uh, with more after this. Coming up to two a.m. here uh, on the overnight crowd. Final hour, of course, we're going to be joined by Mr. Chris Perkins to chat all things US sport. You are listening to the overnight crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto: Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.